Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, in. It's saving power. Sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee. Oh, uh-huh. 
chapter 9 beginning with verse 1 and as you go there let me just acknowledge the pastor support group that's sitting right here in front of me I, I need to acknowledge them because they, they take good care of us y'all bless the Lord amen they celebrating another year of service and you all just have no idea how they go out of their way to serve the pastor and his family and I just want y'all to know I appreciate you I pre people don't have to be nice and somehow God has just gifted you all and you all are just so kind all of the time and I just want to say thank you my You've heard me say it a lot of times. My parents taught us that if you, even if you ain't got good religion, you ought to have good manners. <laughs> it's just good manners to say thank you. And I, I do appreciate all that you do. Acts chapter 9. <clears throat> Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 1. I'm reading from the New International, the New King James Version. These are the words that you will find. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest 
and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any of the way whether men or women he might bring them bound to Jerusalem as he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around from heaven then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he said who are you Lord then the Lord said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting it is hard for you to kick against the goads amen amen I want just for a few minutes to talk from this subject I want to talk about kicking against the goads kicking against the goads it is hard for you to kick against the goals. If you have another version, the King James, James Version says, kicking against the pricks. I want to use this today, kicking against the goals. One <clears throat> of the most amazing things to me about God is that he will allow you and I to wrestle with him. God. Isn't it amazing that he will allow little bitty us to wrestle with him. I'll go ahead and tell you if you don't already know I'll go ahead and tell you if you don't know he allows it but I need to go on and let you know that, that you ain't going to win. <laughs> But he will allow us to wrestle with him. But as unbelievable that it is, anybody who would ever try, and most of us have at one point or another, but anybody who has ever tried it at least, yeah, most of us have tried it at least one time. And anybody who has ever tried it, yeah, if they will be honest, they will tell you that you can't win. They will tell you you're fighting a battle that you are just not going to win. How are you going to battle against the one who has all power? <laughs> And think you're going to win. Are y'all hearing this? Oh, oh, he wins every time. But, but, but it takes nothing away from him to let you and I wear ourselves out. <laughs> Wrestling with him. Even after the match is over, he's still God. And he's still God all by himself. He's not losing anything by allowing you to wrestle with him. As we come to chapter 9 of the book of Acts, we come yet again to this name that we were introduced to at the end of chapter 7. 
And at the beginning of chapter 8, the name that was introduced then was the name Saul. You remember, if you remember, he was there when, when, when the persecution of Christians started. You remember, you remember, let's go back a few weeks. He was there when they stoned Stephen to death. You remember how he was the keeper of the coats of those who were stoning Stephen to death. You see the beginning of chapter 8 that he was all in. He was consenting with the death of Stephen. The truth is, Stephen was killed illegally. The Romans allowed Jewish leaders to protect the sanctity of the temple, but they were not allowed to carry out executions. And that's why they had to carry Jesus before Pilate before they can take him to the cross. But they have taken it upon themselves. Are y'all hearing me? They've taken it upon themselves in their anger to stone Stephen to death. But the word is also careful to point out to us that Saul was there to hear Stephen's last words. For some reason, the Bible wants you and I to know that he heard Stephen when, as he was dying say, I see the Son of Man at the right hand of God. God wanted him to hear that. He, he, heard, he, he heard him as he died saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He was standing there and he heard every bit of that. He heard him even as he was being stoned to death praying that God would forgive the folk who were stoning him to death. Are y'all hearing this? He said, lay not this thing to their charge. Now be clear, be clear, hear me now. The Bible doesn't say it, the Bible doesn't say it, but I believe that this scene was seared into his spirit. You watch somebody die, you hear them saying their last words, and they are praying for you. The Bible doesn't say it, but I believe it had to affect him some kind of way. I believe that it was sealed in the Saul spirit. Who is this man? Who was this man that claimed to see God standing at the right, see, see Jesus standing at the right hand of God? Who, who is this that, who is this that, that he is, he, he is commending his spirit to? Why in the world would anybody pray for folk who are stoning, who is stoning him to death? I believe that he couldn't help but have that in his spirit. I just believe that a seed was sown that day in his spirit. A seed that will later germinate and begin to change his life forever. Don't you fool yourself. Don't you fool yourself. Folk, take note of the way you bear your burdens. You better hear me. Amen. Don't fool yourself. Folk are watching you and they take note of how you endure hardness. And sometimes without you ever saying a word, it opens them up to want whatever it is you have. They watch how you suffer. They watch how you go through. They may not ever say it, but they wonder about you. They, they want some of that, whatever it is you got that holds you in the midst of, are y'all hearing me? 
I remember years ago, seems like so long ago now, as a training officer in the police department, I, I had a trainee. My trainee would ride with me and we would go to places and we'd end up sometime in those big fraternity houses and the folk were mad because you were coming in there first of all and then they would talk to you any kind of way, say anything to you, cuss you out, just all kinds of things, say all kind of mean, racist things, but I always kept it professional. I'd never fight back. I'd never say a word. You see, when you got the authority, you ain't got a fuss. So, so I, I, I never, never lost my cool. I'd go ahead and do my job and, and, and eventually just get the situation where I needed it. And we would drive off. My trainee would say, how in the world, how in the world can you take, I don't understand you. How can you let folk, folk talk to you like that? You got the power of arrest. Why didn't you arrest them folk and take them off to jail? You had a legitimate case. You could have ruined that day, and you just took it. <laughs> I wasn't preaching then. I wasn't preaching then. But even though I wasn't preaching, I was saved. And, and I, I, I quoted the words of a hymn to them. I quoted the words to him, and he looked at me like I was crazy. But I said, something within me. <laughs> that holds the reins. Something within me that banishes pain. Something within me I can't explain. All I know is there's something within. I said that to that young man that day, been over 40 years ago, that young man just retired a few days ago as a pastor over in Rome, Georgia. Y'all ain't hearing me. You never know. You never know how people are affected by your faith. There's something powerful about letting folks see Jesus in, in you. Paul had a problem. Paul had a problem with this new movement. Paul had a problem with this thing they call the way. The way was really a derogatory term. It, it wasn't a good term. It was a derogatory term they used, religious authorities. They came up with it to describe the followers of Jesus. They hadn't started calling them Christians yet. They called it the way. And contrary to what many believe, Saul's name was not changed at conversion. Saul was his Hebrew name. Paul was his Roman name. And it was not uncommon for folk during that time to be known by different names in different places. Paul was proud. He was proud of his Jewish heritage. In Philippians, he's bragging about it. Circumcised on the eighth day. He was, he was of the race of Israel, of, of the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews, and he was in observance of all the laws of the Pharisees. He was proud of who he was. As a young man, 
He had been sent to Jerusalem, yeah, yeah, from his hometown, Tarshish. He had been sent to Jerusalem to study Judaism, and, and he studied the law under a noted teacher by the name of Gamaliel. And after all of that preparation, after all of that time, and after all of that study, preparing himself to be a Jew among Jews, here comes this new movement. Here comes this new movement of folk who are saying that there is a new way. I've trained myself. I've learned. I know the law. I've studied. And y'all going to come here talking about there is a new way. That all he had studied and now all that he had prepared for, now they are trying to say that it's null and void. This man named Jesus, who claimed to be the Son of God, has come proclaiming that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man can come to the Father except by him. Yeah. All right, all right. Saul says, I, I've spent my life learning the law from, ever, from the best teachers around here. I've spent my life learning, yeah, from the best. And then here comes this fella teaching that we are no longer bound by what I've learned. Are y'all hearing this? I've learned all of the religious rituals and how to carry them out properly. And this man has started a movement that says none of this is necessary. I prepared myself for the opportunity to sit among the Pharisees and this man has called them whitewashed tombs. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Saul? Can you imagine his anger? Can you imagine his disgust? He has studied his whole life to be among the elite of the Jewish faith. And now all at once, everybody is discounting everything he's been taught. Hell is true. And now everybody's running after this new doctrine. Everybody's running after this new, and yeah, all at once everything is changing and everybody's running after another teacher. I can hear Paul myself. Can you imagine what he was feeling? I can hear Paul myself saying, oh, 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 no. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> oh, no. We got to put a stop to this. We got to put a stop to this. The Bible says, that I, 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 are y'all hearing me? Yeah, the Bible says that he set out on his own personal mission to stop this thing. On his own personal mission to, to stamp this mess out. That's why he was so willing to watch Stephen being stoned to death. Not only was part of part of not only was he part of the persecution of Christians that caused them to scatter out of Jerusalem, but now that wasn't enough. He wanted to start his own movement to start going where they were going, to follow them and track them down wherever they were and and, and stop them wherever they are. So now he's gotten wind 
that there are Christians over in Damascus. It's gotten word that some of them ran over to Damascus and they're starting churches over there. They're starting other believers over there. And all, although at that time they were not called Christians, uh, yet they were known as people of the way. You heard that there were some people of the way over there in Damascus. So he sought letters from the high priest. Give me the authority. Give me the authority and I'll go bind them up and I'll drag them back here. And we can put them on trial. Yeah, yeah, just give me some authority. Give me letters. So they gave him letters. He got his letters and he went on his way. Got a band of men with him. Had some folk with him. Got a band of men to go with him. Now they go now to carry out his mission to track down these people of the way. Bring them back to stand trial. But as they neared the city, the Bible says, a light shone from heaven. A light shone from heaven. A light shone from heaven. The same heaven that Stephen looked up at. And said he saw, yeah, yeah, the son of man. He saw him standing by his father. The same heaven that he looked up and saw. He, yeah, the Bible says that. That he fell to the ground. <laughs> I used to say he fell, fell off his horse. Until one, an old deacon, Deacon Lewis, years ago. We were talking and teaching, said he fell off his horse, and Deacon Lewis raised his hand and said, Pastor, find that horse for me. <laughs> just, just be true, just be real, be real. F find that horse for me. And I kept looking, I ain't found him yet. <laughs> it doesn't mean it wasn't there, it just means I can't find him. In, in, in the word, we... We assume that it was a horse, but the Bible doesn't say. Are y'all hearing? But, but Paul, <laughs> that wasn't nothing, was it? But Paul <laughs> falls to the ground, blinded by light that's shining from the heavens. Are y'all hearing me? Blinded by a light. Most, most folk who are blind are, are blinded in darkness. But here's somebody who's blinded in the light. But after he sees this light, he hears a voice. Are y'all hearing me? He, 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 see, he, he sees a light, but then he hears a voice. You need to know this. God is not interested in being seen. He desires to be heard. Are y'all hearing this? And whatever is seen of God is making way for something to be heard from God. Y'all, I just said something right there. Or oh, if you see something of God, you better get ready to hear from God. And he lays there blind. He heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecuteth thou me.
hearing me? We've got a chance right here. We've got a chance right here to see the love that God has for us. Because think about it. He hung on a cross suffering and never said a mumbling word to those who were whipping him. To those who were nailing his hand, those who were nailing his feet, though even those who were piercing him in the side. Are y'all hearing me? He talked to his father, but he never said a word to them. But now they are persecuting his disciples. And he speaks up. Are you hearing me? And, and, and says, not. Why are you persecuting them? But he says, why are you persecuting? Y'all ain't hearing me. Why are you persecuting me? Had to come. Had to come as a shock to Paul that he thought that he was just persecuting a bunch of poor, weak, misled folk who were causing problems around the religious authority. Yeah, but that's what he thought. He thought he was just punishing some weak folk. But come to find out, a voice coming out of heaven saying, you are persecuting me. Oh, my brothers and sisters, we, we are the body of Christ. And he did say over in Matthew, as in as much as you've done it unto the least of these. Y'all remember that? You have done it unto me. Paul is laying there on the ground saying, who is this? Who, who is this? The answer comes, this is Jesus. This is Jesus who you are persecuting. And then he makes another statement to Saul. He says, it is hard for you to kick against the gold. It is hard for you to kick against the gold. What is this gold? What is he talking about? What is that? Well, gold is a farming tool. It's a stick with a sharp metal end on it. And it's used to make stubborn oxes and stubborn animals go the way the farmer wants them to go. Y'all ain't hearing Mostly in plowing. Anybody ever been behind plow? I know I ain't talking to nobody up in here. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but you got rows and the rows got to be straight. And you got to make the ox or to make the cow go the way you want it to go. You can have him going any kind of way and keep. Are y'all hearing me? It was a tool. This tool then was to inflict pain. As long as the animal was going in the direction they needed to go, there's no need to goad it. 
long as it's going where it's supposed to go, there's no need to go to it. But when the animal got stubborn and decided to go the way they wanted, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, the farmer would just grab the gold and gold him back. Right back on track. Sometimes the animal was stubborn enough that when they would goad him, the, sometimes the animal was so stubborn they would even try to kick, <laughs> try to kick back against the gold. But guess who he was hurting? <laughs> he wasn't hurting the farmer. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Yeah, just hurting, that just meant there was more pain on himself. So Jesus is painting this picture for Saul. Jesus is the farmer. Saul is the ox. And what you don't understand is that he's saying to Saul is what you don't understand is you belong to me. You're strong. You're powerful. You got a lot going for you. You can do great work in my field, but you got a mind of your own. I want to use you. I got some stuff I want you to do and I'll use you to do. But you got a mind of your own and you want to go the way you want to go. And the only way I can get your attention y'all ain't hearing me. And even when I do that, you kicking against that. Are y'all hearing me? It's a plan. The only way I can keep you on course according to the plan I have for you, I've got to inflict pain. And even when you try to kick against it, you're just causing yourself more pain. Am I talking to anybody up in here? <laughs> as we're growing older, as, he, as we grow older and as we get more mature in this thing and feel ourselves exploring new things, we were growing up around our house. We, we, we would, uh, my mama had this saying, you know, you go out trying to do your thing. Mama had this way of uh, dropping one eye down. And she look at you out the side of her head. And she would say, you just keep it up, yeah? <laughs> Now, if you have sense enough to know what that meant, <laughs> you go try to do it again. But she'd drop her head and look you sideways and say, just keep it up, yeah? She wasn't encouraging you. She was trying to turn you around before it was everlasting too late. <laughs> Here, Jesus is saying, to Saul, you just keep it up here. <laughs> That's what he's saying. You just keep it up here. I, I've been goading you now for a while, but you just keep on kicking and you're determined to have your own way. Just keep it up here. Said, I, I've tried other ways. I've sent my apostles uh, preaching the good news and doing some signs and wonders to call, but you call them ignorant and unlearned. You whip them and you put them in jail. Just keep it up here. 
He even sent my servant Stephen to testify and that, that he saw me standing by my father's side. But you didn't even turn around then. Matter of fact, I even let you hear him praying for you while they are stoning him to death. And, and you still didn't get back on track. You just keep it up, yeah? I go to my seat, and this is it. As I go to my seat, there, there are some folks sitting here right now. <laughs> In the sound of my voice, who got a few scars. Yes, sir. Are y'all hearing me? There are some folk right here. I ain't going to ask you to show them. I ain't going to ask you to tell nobody. There's some folk here in the sound of my voice who got a few scars that came from kicking against the gold. I don't have to ask if I got a witness. I know I got some witnesses. I know there's at least one in the house. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You cover them up well, and many, yeah, yeah, you cover them up well, and they, they may not ever show them to you, may not ever talk about it, but God, uh, yeah, yeah, is trying to get them. God has done what he needed to do to get them. God is trying to get them to go one way, but they were determined to go another way. And right now, they sit here with the scars of being, are y'all hearing me? They would testify, if they would be honest, uh, they would testify to you today that it's hard for you to kick against God. If they would be honest, they tell you it's hard to kick against the goals. Just accept what Jesus has already done for you. Hard to kick against the gold. It's hard to battle against God, and you will never win. I'm just calling on everybody up in here. Go on and learn your lesson. This is when you can't win. Just go ahead and accept what Jesus has already done. He's already given his life. You don't have to suffer. He's already suffered for you. Suffered, bled, and died. Hung him on a cross, laid him in a grave, but early Sunday morning. Got up. Got up with all power in his hands. We don't sing it anymore. One of those things that we have written off to the old church, but every once in a while it just wells up in my spirit. You sing... <laughs> Back in the old church, a song said, get right with God. And do it now. Get right with God. He'll show you how. Down at the cross <laughs> where he shed his blood. Get right. Y'all, anybody remember? <laughs> anybody remember? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you got it. And do it now. Yeah. Get right with God. Oh, come on, y'all sing with me. Everybody ought to get right with God and do it now. Oh, get right with God. He will show you how. Oh, down and Oh, 
Everybody ought to get right with God and do it now. Get right with God. Oh, they will show you how. Oh, yeah, down and the cross. Jesus bear the cross alone, and all this world, all this world don't pray. No, there's a cross, cross for everyone, and there's a cross. Across from me, everybody ought to get right with God and do it now. Oh, get right with God. This is, this is the invitation to discipleship. The Bible declares, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That, that you can be happy this morning that even if you're going the wrong way, if God wants you, he can stop you wherever you're going and turn your life around. We've come to know this Saul as Paul the Apostle, the greatest missionary the world has ever known. So no matter where you have been going, God has the ability to turn your life around. And if there's anybody here who God has turned your life around, you ought to thank him for what he's done for you. But if you have not turned your life around, you can come hear the voice of God on today. Give your life to him. Come on, somebody. And oh, yeah. Oh, he will. Yeah. 
Everybody all together Get right with God Get right with God And do it You still got time Get right with God He will He'll show you how Oh down Down at the cross Where he shed his blood Amen. Amen. Somebody give God praise. Amen. For he's worthy of our praise. The Bible says from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. You ought to give him praise because he showed you mercy on this morning. I thank God for grace, but I sure enough thank God for mercy. Saul will tell you, I thank God for his mercy. When I was going the wrong way, his mercy turned me around. Amen, 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 amen. Thank God again for our pastor. Thank God for the word of God speaking into our hearts. Thank God for all of you, both virtually and in the sanctuary, who have come to lift up the holy and righteous name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ. I want to thank God just for, uh, for you and for all you have done in giving. I want to thank God for your stewardship and your faithfulness, and we continually ask that you would give by, way, by, way the, by, by the way that God has given you to give. We have receptacles in the sanctuary. If there are those who are here and want to give on their way out, uh, both to my right and to my left, you have receptacles to give. If you give virtually, we can give through the church website and cash app and givelify. Amen. Amen. We want to continue to pray for those in our family uh, who are dealing with both sickness and bereavement. We want to pray for Sister Sandra Marshall for God's healing. We want to pray for our own Deacon Clarence Haynes, the passing of his mother. I'm going to continue to pray for that family, pray for the Haynes family as they go through the time of bereavement. But we, we don't um, mourn as those who live in this world because we know that the day is coming where our Savior will wake up the very dead. So we want to thank God for what he is doing in the life of that family. Uh, today, the pastoral support 
uh, anniversary fellowship luncheon will be after worship um, over at Longhorn Steakhouse at 1350 Scenic Highway. It'll be at 1 o'clock. Well, thank God. Give God praise for the pastor support ministry. Amen. Thank God for the past support ministry. I also want to thank God. Uh, don't do this much, but I want to thank God for those in our family who work in office staff. They, they do two jobs. They do, they do the work of the church, but they also do work in the church. And it's a difference. <laughs> uh, you have to have the same attitude for both. And I want to thank God for those in our family who work daily and tirelessly who do the work of the church and in the church. I want to thank God for our ministry of deacons. If you read the Bible well, then the ministry of deacons is a ministry of helpers. And uh, I had needed, needed of help and called our deacons. And without fail, they said yes, and they came to help. So I want to thank God for you, brothers. And thank God for your ministry. I want to thank God again today for our staff dealing uh, in, in our audiovisual uh, thank God for all of you who have come. Thank God for those virtually. Well, thank God for our staff of musicians and our ministry of music. Amen. Give God praise. <laughs> Today, Brother Caven Sutton has been with us in accompaniment. I want to thank God for you, Brother Sutton. Thank God for your ministry with us. Amen. 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 Um, God is continually good, and we thank him for all he has done. Pastor, you have anything? And if not, let us stand to our feet. God be with you till we meet again. God, God be with you. God, God be with you. May God be with you until we meet again. God, may God be with you. God be with you. May God be with you until we meet again. Now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. And may be it both now, henceforth, and forevermore. And the people of God say it. ways to submit your tithe and offering. 
online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church P.O. Box 817 Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.